This is episode number one of The Inspiring Talk with world record-holding adventurer, author, and social worker, Naveen Gulia. Welcome guys to The Inspiring Talk. My name is Vijay Gautam. I'm host for this show. Each week, I interview today's most successful and inspiring personalities to help you realize your inner potency. pumped up for my today's very inspiring guest Naveen Gulia he is a world record holder in adventure sports multiple award winning internationally acclaimed author adventurer thinker and social worker his life changed when he was taking part in a sport activity while in army he fell down from height and broke down his neck bone leaving his body paralyzed but that couldn't stop him from making his life iconic He set out on a life-threatening all-terrain driving adventure to Marsimik, the highest mountain pass in the entire world, driving from New Delhi for 55 hours non-stop to the top. That is 1400 feet higher than Mount Everest base camp. His record remains unbeaten for 13 years now. He has won numerous awards in his life such as President's National Role Model Award from Dr. APJ Abdul Kalam, Limka Book, People of the Year, Times of India, Global Indian, CNN, IBN, Real Heroes, and the list goes on and on. He has already spoken in several TEDx and other major events. He has been featured in almost all of the national television, magazines, and newspapers, you name it. He has authored two books and both of them are well received by readers and are bestsellers in their respective categories. He now runs a social organization called Ada where he works primarily for good of underprivileged differently able children and those from weaker section of the society. This man is amazing. He has achieved so much in his life and has welcomed challenges life has thrown at him with a smile. Guys, make sure that you share this episode with your friends by visiting theinspiringtalk.com for us last 01. That is theinspiringtalk.com for us last 01. and make sure to leave a review and hopefully give a five star rating for this so without further ado let me welcome the one and the only nabeen gulia welcome back guys you are in for a real treat today nabeen gulia is here with me welcome nabeen thank you very much for joining me on the show thank you it's my pleasure to be here I really appreciate that you took some time to make this possible. So let's talk about your childhood. Please take us there. Share us a little story on how you were like as a kid. Uh, see, uh, since my childhood, I think I was fortunate that success never came easy to me. Because when success comes easy, you know, I always say that uh, failure can harm you a little, but success can destroy you. So uh, the fact that I did not get success easy was the best part of my childhood. I had to work very hard. I was of a very short height. I was not very good in studies. My handwriting was bad. I could not. I was not very good at sports. Uh, other children used to fight with each other that we don't want to be in our team. So this is something we call rejection, and we all have to face rejection at some stage in our life you know, in different ways. Uh, we have to face rejection from our parents, from our teachers, from our friends. Uh, and the point is, how do we face the rejection? How do we react to it? So uh, the only good point was that, uh, despite all these uh, uh, the setbacks, people looking down upon me as a weak student or as somebody who's not very good at sports, I used that energy, that frustration, that anger inside me to bring about that change. I always say that. Uh, frustration and anger is a very positive energy. You know, that it's an energy with which you can bring change. If you're not feeling frustrated, if you're not angry, you'll not bring any change. You'll just continue with the whatever is going on. So, uh, as a, as a child, I did not know that. It was only that that maybe I was. It was my good fortune that I used that energy uh, to work hard and to improve uh, myself. And uh, another big thing is that you know, uh, which I now realize looking back. But uh, a lot of people will tell you your mistakes, what you are not good at, and all you know, whatever is your mistake. And but they will not tell you how to improve it, how you can get better at it. 
like like my teacher will tell me uh, your handwriting is bad write it 100 times and get it i will write 100 times bad and get it you have unless you tell me how am i going to improve my handwriting what are the characteristics of a good handwriting i've been to so many schools colleges i asked students very rarely i got one or two points i asked them tell me five characteristics of a good handwriting and most students are able to tell me so unless you tell what are the characteristics of a good handwriting, what are the points to be kept in mind, how can somebody improve his handwriting? Just by writing again and again. No, it doesn't work that way. So how to improve is something you have to find yourself. And uh, fortunately, I was able to do that and bring about that change in my life. I can completely relate with what you just said about the frustration and anger. Sometimes the best of the ideas come out of the frustrated mind. That was so powerful. So, who was the most influential person when you were growing up? I, uh, you, know, I, you know, in in our school days, we do, uh, we have been told that in different ways that uh, never consider a person as good or bad. Always consider his acts as good and bad, because even a person who's considered as bad might be doing a few good things, which we learn from him. Similarly, a person who's doing a lot of good things might be doing one or two things wrong, which you should also be, you know, you cannot just copy him completely. So, uh, this as a lesson, uh, we had studied uh, in school uh, that Papi se dushmani mat karo, Pap se nafat karo, Papi se nahi. So, that was the act is more important. So, it cannot be, I have, since my childhood, I always believed the same thing that it can never be one person. You have to learn so many different things from so many people. Confining yourself to one person will uh, not work well. So I've learned a lot from a lot of different people and I have had the ability to question them also. If I if I admire Kabir a lot as a poet, as a philosopher, but if I don't agree with some particular viewpoint of his, I will express that viewpoint. So uh, 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 it's not that because I admire him a lot, I'm not going to question what he did wrong or what I feel uh, he did wrong. So uh, and that should be there in every every student. You know, we usually tell students, uh, so and so was a great personality. You know, like say Mahatma Gandhi was a great personality. Of course, Mahatma Gandhi was a great personality, but he also could have had a few faults, a few things he did wrongly, which we should not do because he's a human being. Everybody is a human being. So, uh, this is something we need to tell the children that somebody might be great or famous or popular, but that person could have done something wrong. And the person who we think uh, is wrong could have done something right. So, we should always be open to learning from everybody. Wow! I loved the way you think about influential person. Um, I have heard you saying at one point of time people laughed at you when you shared with them that you wanted to be commando. They said that you will give up on your dream after four days of training. But you were right there even after four years. What brought that level of determination in you? Was that some kind of fear of uh, being seen as a loser? See, uh, uh, again, I'm a person who does not believe in motivation as such. Uh, as as uh, you know, like I don't believe in motivational speaking. I think that is just entertainment. The real motivation, the real thing that inspires you to work, is something totally different. And there are two, two basically two motivating forces in this world. One is fear, and one is greed. Fear is only two in a positive way. You know, greed, the desire to achieve something, or the fear of losing something. Fear is only two, two things which can motivate you. If a tiger is running behind you. I don't need to give you a motivational lecture. You will run. Even if you're tired, you'll still run. Even if your leg is broken, you'll still run. So the fear will make you run. Same with fear and desire. These are the two things which make us work in our life. And uh, uh, those have always been my driving forces also. People ask you, what is the fear? What is your fear? What do you fear that is, that is driving you? The fear is that it should not happen that I'm not able to live my life my way. That should not happen. And that's my fear. So I will never allow anything to happen which prevents me from living my life. So that was the fear of being complacent. Yes, the fear that life is precious. And I don't want to lose, I don't, I don't want to, uh, you know, lose this opportunity of living. So 
I will never allow any obstacle, any hurdle, any problem in that comes my way to prevent me in any way. So that that the fear of not of losing out on the opportunity to live. That is what keeps me going. Second, that the desire and the desire to I'm in love with life. So it is the desire to live my life to the fullest, to enjoy the life to the fullest, like you have a good meal in front of you. So it is your desire to have it. Same way, life is also like that meal. It's in front of you. I want to have it. I don't want to give it up. So it's my desire to have that that keeps me going always. And I always say, uh, if you want to discover your life, if you want to really and uh, make more out of your life, you have to make the toughest choices, the most difficult choices. It is there you will get the maximum of fear. It is there you will get the maximum of difficulties, and it is there that you will get the maximum of acceleration and joy also when you succeed. You cannot play small games and win huge. If you want to win, you play huge games. So it's your life. Play a huge game with your life also, so that you get the maximum gain out of it. So uh, that's why I always choose a difficult option whenever I had a few options in front of me, and uh, that probably was the reason that I chose to become a commander and never give up the choice as well. I loved what you just said about making hard choices in life. They not only make us more stronger, but also prepare us for the challenges that we might face in life. So now I would like to talk about the accident that changed your life. Would you mind sharing with my audience a little about the accident that you have met? See, uh, people sometimes uh, because I have seen people say that and uh, have that opinion that maybe the situation that okay I had to meet with an accident and somehow that might have motivated me and uh, all that. No, situation is you know. Before the situation comes into picture, you have already lived a life, and uh, it, it is how you train yourself. What do you believe in? What is your belief system? That is what comes in handy when you actually get to face the situation. So, in my entire life, I have always motivated me myself to work hard and uh, to take risks, uh, to uh, have the right answers. Like when, if if any person has to. Uh, face some losses in his life. He loses a near and dear one, or he um, gets injured, or something happens to him, and he says that uh, why did it happen to me? Why me? I find this question so stupid. Why will it not be me? Why will it not happen to me? The whole world has to die. The whole world has to suffer. The whole world. Anybody can get injured. Anybody can lose his life. So why wouldn't I lose it? Why would I not go through the same things? Why was I thinking I was the chosen one? So if something happens, of course you don't choose to get hit, hurt, uh, hurt or injured. Of course that doesn't happen. But if if it does happen and then it does happen, why do we question? We have always seen that who one has to face these difficulties. We are not the first one who is facing it. I was not the first one who was facing it. So because I was trained in that way, because I uh, I was ready to. Uh, face such things in my life. I was taking those chances in my life. Like I always say, if you take a chance, if you take some risks in your life, there are two possibilities that can happen. Either you will win or you will lose. But if you take no chances, then you lose. That is the only option. There is no winning option. So at least when I take risk, there is some possibility of me winning. So uh, uh, I met with this accident. And uh, I never had that question in my mind. Why me? It had happened. It had happened. And uh, now the question was how to face it. And uh, uh, that was one. Secondly, you know, uh, uh, such losses or such injuries or such difficult times in your life, uh, my life, or anybody's life, will never come at the time of your choosing. It will not be that you will choose a day when it will come. No, it will come any day. And you'll be least expecting that to happen. So definitely, it was not the time and place where I was expecting it. But that is how it works. That is the reality of life. So uh, I had to meet. I was preparing myself to fight a different kind of battle, and then in a sporting accident and taking part in an infantry obstacle crossing competition, I met with this injury. I broke. I fell down from a height and I broke my neck. My body was paralyzed forever. And uh, during the days of training, my sports days. I had always trained myself for one particular thing, and that was it. It had taught me that my training, my sports, 
but always keep a calm mind, especially in a difficult situation. If you are not able to keep a calm mind, then you will not be able to face it. This is a reality, and uh, I can give any number of examples to prove it. If you are walking on the road, you pick up a stone and you throw it at a lamppost. The stone hits the lamppost, and you are excited. Wow! I am so good. You pick up another stone and you throw it. You are not able to hit because you are excited. You are not calm. So uh, uh, the uh, the previous Indian captain, Mahendra Singh Dhoni, that was called Captain Cool because he was calm. That's why he was able to take the right decisions. So my sports should always taught me to be calm. That whatever be the situation, be calm. Otherwise, you will not be able to face it. Right. So uh, 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 all the training that I put myself through, I was able to face my injury. I had to spend two years in the hospital, but then I was always working hard. So if more hardships came my way, if I had to work hard to do my wheelchair again to get a little better, I mean, I had to work very hard. I did not mind it. I was always working hard. So uh, uh, that is what helped me go through that period of two years uh, that I had to spend in the hospital. Basically, it is not that you suddenly get motivated after listening to a motivational lecture. That's not going to happen. I'm sure that very few people look at the challenges the way you look at them and the way you deal with them is very inspiring. When you met an accident and doctors told you that you might survive if you could survive for another three days, what were those first three days like? What were you saying to yourself? I don't know if I made that way or if it was completely my training alone. But I was calm, and I have always trained myself to focus on what needs to be done. Like a lot of people come to me and they say, "This is going wrong. That is going wrong. This is going." They tell me all the difficulties and all that is going wrong. I tell them, "Don't bother about that. Tell me what needs to be done. Karna kya hai? What do you need to do? Don't tell me what all is going wrong. How is that going to help me?" You just tell me what needs to be done. So my focus is always on that. So although I knew that uh, I was in a situation where I could lose my life also, but I was not uh, not afraid of that situation. I didn't know that great life came near me because I knew that that would be the most simple thing that can happen. So I was calm, and my focus was that I have to spend every minute, you know, survive every minute. And I was just I used to close my eyes and I used to imagine myself walking. So uh, walking one step after another step after another, and that's how you know step after step I just kept walking, and that is how I uh, you know survived for those three days. So yes, uh, uh, and I did. Uh, another thing is that I'm never afraid of failure, and the fear of failure is the main reason of failure. So I never allow fear to come near me. That whether I'm doing or whether I'm succeed, what if I fail? What if I succeed? What if I fail? I'll see after that. Why do I have to bother about that before? You know, uh, my focus should be on success only, on success alone. So uh, that's what helped me go through that phase. I'm completely with you on that. When we are facing some challenges that life throws at us, patience is definitely something that we need to cope up with that and come out of the challenge because. nothing lasts longer everything has got their end and the challenges or obstacle also should have to fade away from our life but facing this challenge and uh, coming out of this accident didn't stop you from doing amazing things in your life you came out being even more stronger after this accident and i'm talking about the adventure that you had in your life You have this world record for driving from Delhi to the world's highest mountain pass, Marsimik, for fifty-five hours non-stop. How was that idea came into your mind? See, I uh, I don't know. I uh, find it strange. I don't know why it happens that people uh, don't look at the truth. They somehow uh, lie to themselves. You know that they. Live in a make-believe world, and uh, uh, I, I'll give you an example why how that happens. Somebody's philosophy is not working. He's failing every time. 
he's suffering, he's in pain, he's troubled, he's distressed. He'll still keep saying, my philosophy is right. If your philosophy was right, you would have been a happy person. So, they don't believe. Now, similarly, I'll give you another example that if you work in the sun for eight hours, ten hours, you're working in the hot sun, even water will taste like the best drink in the world that you can have. And if you are just relaxing in an air condition, even though the best drink will not taste good. So, hard work, you know, when you work hard and then you get to eat, then you get to rest, it tastes so much better. It is, it is better than the best food of the world. So, when you, and once everybody has seen it and still they go for the luxurious life of some costly food rather than working hard, working hard can make them enjoy much more. Still they refuse to see it. So I I I don't do that. I, I I realize that working hard, taking risks, taking adventures, this is the best that can happen in life. You know, you experience so much, you learn so much, you enjoy so much. And uh, I was always into adventure. Now since I was into adventure, rock climbing, white water rafting, uh, skydiving, or uh, power hang gliding, different kind of things. So uh, I wanted to, you know, achieve something in that field, and uh, not just for the purpose of achieving that. Okay, I made a record and I'll become famous. Uh, that really doesn't serve much purpose in life. Main aim was that I should be able to prove something. And uh, I always used to say that some target, something that is considered impossible, can be achieved. And uh, so I thought of doing something which uh, is considered seemingly impossible, and then achieve it. So I decided on driving from here to uh, Karbunla, I had decided first non-stop I would drive. But then I came to know that there was another mountain pass which does not have a road uh, even. And that was uh, uh, the last 30 kilometers you have to climb without roads. Uh, that was uh, Marcinic, and that was higher than Karbunla. So this appeared like an impossible target to me also. Where how would I be able to do it? There's so many things that could go wrong. But that was the entire purpose that I should be able to do something which is considered impossible. And this was in 2004 that I did. You know, driving from New Delhi to Marsanakla uh, non-stop in 55 hours, crossing seven of the highest mountain passes along the way, seven of the highest mountain passes of the world, not one or two, but seven of them. So uh, I achieved that in 2004 when there was very little information available on the internet along the route, very less support was available. Uh, these days all the facilities and things and information and everything is available. But during those days, those days nothing was there. So, and uh, despite the entire market being flooded with the best SUVs right now, which at that time there were hardly two SUVs in the market. So, uh, even today, people have not been able to uh, come anywhere close to accomplishing that. So uh, it was that difficult. But then I was able to do it and I was able to make that point that something which you consider impossible can also be achieved. We, we, we look at a target and we say it is impossible because we are looking at the whole target in one go. We should divide it into 100 smaller segments and then we'll be able to uh, achieve it. Like if Sajin Tendulkar thought initially that I would make 20,000 runs, means it's impossible, it can never be achieved. But then one run at a time, one ball at a time, one over at a time, then you can achieve it. So even even, even the most difficult target, the most uh, seemingly impossible target can be achieved in life. Yes, definitely. It was not easy to take on that adventure, to make that decision to prove to the world. So how long did it took for you to prepare mentally from idea to finally execution on September of 2004? It would have taken, I think, six, seven years period of time. And uh, maybe I, in my entire life, that was uh, one thing that I was... Uh, uh, I think uh, the, my entire life was a training for that particular day itself. Because this, uh, yes. I, despite facing despite facing all the difficulties, all the kinds of challenges, my crew members falling in, the vehicle giving problem, and all kinds of things, we still reached the top. And that was, if I would not, if I would have trained that way, that day I would not have got this opportunity again. People would not have sponsored other people, they would not have had the same trust in me again if I would have trained that day. So that happens. Our entire life, the training of our life uh, comes into use on one particular day. You know, one like 
uh, if Gandhi had a philosophy behind him, he had an education behind him, he had a life of training behind him in, in South Africa and after coming to India and then Gandhi Mart and that was the point where he his actual training uh, his entire life, you know, uh, found its purpose. And that happens to all of us that we that there is that one uh, particular event, one particular uh, thing that we would be doing in our life and our life is a training for that particular day itself. So it was seven years of preparation for that one particular adventure. Yes, yes. Our entire life, right from our childhood. And then something, I'll just give you uh, one example. We learn very basic and very important lessons in life. Very basic, in third standard, fourth standard. But people forget them. And uh, they are wondering what went wrong. The first first lesson that we learn in, in our uh, uh, primary, you know, pre-primary or something at like that time is don't keep all your eggs in the same basket. And still everybody keeps all his eggs in the same basket. We invest in one thing so much that we uh, uh, don't do it. Like I, I, I was preparing for being a commander in the army, but at the same time I was a writer, I was a poet, I used to speak, I my interest was in social work. Uh, my interest was in adventure sports. So even if one of them was taken away, I still had five things to do. So we we should have we should invest in uh, uh, in a number of our hobbies and interests so that even if one we have to give up for some way, some reason, we still have our lots to look forward in life too. And people people usually focus completely on one. They invest everything in one, and then when that one is um, gone for some reason, they they just find find themselves helpless. The first, very first lesson of our life. So, we have learned those lessons in school, but people just tend to forget them. Yeah. Awesome. Um, whenever I'm tracking or doing any day-to-day -day task, I look at the end target and feel like, oh, I still have that much to go. Did you feel same way while riding up to Marsimik? Is it an advantage or disadvantage? No. See, somebody asked uh, uh, Sajin Tunjankar once, I've not watched television for a large number of years, you know. Now I don't even know who's in the current team. Uh, I didn't watch television at all or cricket. Uh, but from that time, I can tell you that somebody, I saw somebody asking Sajin Kunjalkar, that, did you ever think that you will reach 10,000 years? So I was wondering what a stupid question. The, a batsman is always focusing on the next ball. He's never bothered about 10,000 runs. He's not even bothered about the century. His main focus is the very next ball. So, when we are doing our work also, yes, we have somewhere in the back of the mind, we have the final target also. Somewhere in the back of the mind. But our main focus, you know, 99.999% focus is on the next ball, the next step. So, we should always focus on, like, even when I was driving from here to Marjang in that, day, uh, that particular expedition, I was not looking at anything beyond the road in front of me. That's all. And uh, 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 I kept looking at the road in front of me, I kept riding and I reached there. If I would have started thinking what will happen, what if, how much, what, then it would have been, you know, I would have landed into trouble. So guys, focus on your very next step. Don't worry too much about the end result. So Naveen, what's your thought on potential? People often give up too soon what you have to say. Again, same thing, I uh, just uh, day back, uh, they're very existing concepts like bravery. I don't believe in bravery. I don't believe in motivation. People say, I, I'm not able to focus. I'm not able to work hard. Why are you not able to focus? Why are you not able to work hard? What do you want to do? Now, I, I, I don't understand why does one need motivation to do his work. Why can't he just do his work? Yeah, I don't understand the purpose. Does a mother need motivation to take care of his kids or her kids? Yeah, the motivation to protect them. No, so uh, why should why should you need any motivation to do the work that you want to do? If you want to become a doctor, study. Why do you need motivation for that? Just keep studying. That's all that is required. So uh, uh, the youngsters who come in, they ask me, "Sir, I am not able to focus." There is no medicine available in the market for focusing on your study. If you are not able to do it, you are not able to do it. Just that it's that simple. That's all. So, uh, 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 that is about it, and uh, uh, I really don't have any uh, specific advice for a person who gives up too soon or something, because that is the, this is the reality of the truth of life. 
every person is not going to succeed. Some people are going to succeed, some people are going to fail. You decide whether you want to be in those who will succeed or whether you want to be in those who will fail. You decide that. But that is the reality. Everybody is not going to succeed. So if you want to give up, you don't want to do further. No, nobody is bothered. 7,000 poor people have come into this world and one will also come and go. Who is bothered? So, uh, if you want to do it, go ahead and do it. Whatever you want to do in your life. I, I really don't know what I can advise a person who gives it too soon. I, 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 I don't think there is anything that I can advise to that person. It's, it's a choice of person you're making. <laughs> Okay. When you reached Marsimik at uh, more than 18,600 feet height and that is 1,400 feet higher than Everest Base Camp, how was that feeling and uh, how did you celebrate your victory? Uh, most of my answers will be unconventional. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm just, uh, something to, uh, somebody would be expecting something that I would say something totally different. <laughs> It's not a deliberate thing that I do. It's only that I, I personally believe that we uh, uh, lot people just prefer to live in a make-believe world. The reality they don't see. The reality is that, yes, I reached the top. And uh, I was very satisfied, very happy inside. But not very, 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 you know, uh, like somebody achieves a certain victory, you know, and maybe wins some award, some prize money in a game show or something. I mean, like, this is the end of the world. So, that kind of a feeling I had not had after any success, whether it was reaching that mountain pass or, or any of the other successes I've had in my life. Because I feel that is only one step. It is just one thing. I, okay, I succeeded, I did, I reached there, I'm happy. Now what? Now, from here, what? There is the end. Like I said, failure can harm you a little, but success can destroy you. The people who uh, success has uh, been destroyed by success. So, uh, how you treat success is very important. You have to treat it uh, with humility, with very uh, being grounded that, okay, you are fortunate you were able to do it, but now see what you can make out of it. I reach the top of it, now what can I do after that? Is that the end? Just like somebody who's playing cricket or playing uh, like Muhammad Ali. If he was a boxer, he was a poet also. He was a philosopher also. So he had no things after boxing to do. It's not that you're okay, I have won the belt, I have won the one title, now I have nothing else, I'm going to retire. No things he wanted to do after that. So uh, uh, any particular success should not be then you should see what you want to do after that. And that's uh, my focus very quickly goes from let's celebrating that part to uh, actually looking forward what I what, what do I want to do now. Uh, further from that. Yeah, I have also heard many other successful people saying nothing fails like success and uh, uh, having one success should not limit us or should not make us so complacent that we stop looking forward in our life and bringing some bigger success and doing much more than that in our life. Now, let's talk about your book. You have already published two books and both of them are bestsellers in their respective category. Latest one is In the Quest of Last Victory. What is that book about? See, it's about my story, but uh, not my story, uh, 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 not with a self-obsessive kind of attitude, but with the, with, with the, with the storyline that how a weak child a child who was not very good at sports, at studies, how was he able to improve himself and do better? Because you know, most of the stories that are told to the children are of people who are born great. They were great from their childhood. So the student who is reading it is, what can I do? This person was born great. I'm not born great. So that's why I brought out that story that how come a weak child, how can a weak child improve? You know, how a, a, a so-called weak child. So, uh, and I just stuck to the storyline so that I can share that story with people and people can gain from it. And I always, again, the same thing, my intention behind writing the book. Is it that I will become popular? Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, is it because it sounds very good to say that I have written a book? Uh, is that the reason? No. It's, it's that I want to share that story so that people can get motivated by it, can learn from it, 
you know, change. I don't, I don't say everything is, I said is right, but at least it will make them think. And now, uh, because a lot of uh, the youth today and people today have started believing that uh, being famous is important. You know, uh, just a couple of days back I had written that even pizza and burger is famous. So, being famous is not the thing. What are you famous for? Are you famous as a junk food? Or are you famous as something substantial, something good? So, if I have written a book, it's not book appreciated because it is not book famous because it has created some kind of controversy. Or is it uh, people are appreciating it because it's a good book? So, uh, I believe that uh, it should be because it is appreciated as a good book. And uh, fortunately, I have you know, uh, all the online reviews that I have seen in my book might not have sold as many copies of being as popular as other people for the, uh, different marketing reasons. But uh, the number of people who have read it, everybody is giving the best possible review that any author can expect to get. So I feel I've been successful with writing my book. Uh, it need not be famous because there is something called popular writing. So it, uh, I don't want it to be as popular as just like a Bollywood film, uh, a popular uh, book, a popular read. I don't want to be popular like that. I, mean, I want that people who read it appreciate it more. And that is, uh, I've been able to get that from my book. So I feel I've been successful in writing it. I'm definitely going to pick your book this weekend. And guys, make sure that you also read his book. By the way, it is completely free for you to read his book if you go to his website. And I have included link to get that on show note of this episode at theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 01. That is theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 01. Go there and you will find link for his website where you can read this book completely for free and so Navin now you run a social organization called ADA that is Apna Dunya Apna Asiana what is it about and what are all activities that you are running through this organization you see I'm working with children a lot of underprivileged children uh, from the weaker sections of the society differently able children who are made to exploited for begging purpose or who are exploited for labor so many different types of children one needy. And uh, I'm working with those children in different, you know, even within two brothers, they have different requirements, two siblings. So every child is different and every child needs are different. His needs are different. You cannot apply the same solution to all the children. So whatever number of children I'm able to work with, I see specifically what is the requirement of that child and then address that uh, particular issue. No, uh, uh, that's specifically what I'm doing. But uh, uh, before that, because I meet a lot of youngsters, a lot of people who want to do social work. So as I say, social work is not about feeding a poor person. You know, that that could be out of uh, your you know arrogance or self indulgence that I give food to poor people, so you feel very great about yourself. So just giving food to poor people is not social work. Just giving clothes to poor people is not social work. Uh, just helping these children is not social work. Firstly, you tell me, uh, do you meet people with a smile? Do you, are people happy to meet you? Are you a happy person? Do you spread happiness around you? The people around you, do, do they get happiness after meeting you? If that is not the case, you cannot do social work. If, tell me, do, uh, if your colleague or your competitor succeeds, you know, he gets promoted, you don't get promoted. Do you have the courage to go and congratulate him and tell him, okay, I did not succeed, you succeeded, but let's celebrate your success. Do you have that big a heart? Do you have a heart big enough to appreciate others? And we all want appreciation for ourselves. But do we have a heart, we need a larger heart to appreciate other people. Do you have a heart large enough to appreciate other people or what they are doing or what they are good at? So unless you have all these good you know, in which you're giving to other people in an emotional way, then you can go ahead and do social work. But if you're mean, if you're selfish, if you're, you don't want to appreciate other people, if, you're, if your friends are also troubled by you, you know, because of your negativity, people around you don't find happiness after meeting you, then that's the purpose you do in social work. First, at least do this much. So, uh, social work is not about just helping the poor or the needy. It's about being a better person yourself then you can do. And unless you are able to give to other people, you know, till the time you grab for yourself, 
I really appreciate everything that you are doing for the betterment of the society and guys if you like to know more about his organization ada and his vision make sure you visit ada.in that is a d double a dot in and make your donation for this noble cause that this man himself is leading for the betterment of society so the website is adar dot in that is a d double a dot i n go and check what are all the activities and social campaigns that he is running right now make your contribution even the smallest of the contribution can make bigger impact in someone's life And guys, I'm enjoying this conversation with Navin Gulia and I hope you are too. Now it's time for the enlightening round. But before that, here's a small request for you. If you love listening to this podcast, make sure you subscribe to our newsletters at theinspiringtalk.com for us to subscribe. And also, don't forget to like The Inspiring Talk Facebook page for latest updates. And you can find link for all the resources mentioned in this episode such as book, website, programs or people by visiting theinspiringtalk.com for us slash 01. That is theinspiringtalk.com for us slash 01. So Navin, are you excited for the enlightening round? I am always happy. I love that. <laughs> that's the default mode <laughs> that's a default mode i love that so what do you think is the biggest barrier for people not to achieve things in their life that they are capable of the first thing is belief you have to believe in what you are doing if you don't believe you are doubt whether you are doing it right or not whether it's the right thing to have or not you will not be able to achieve anything in life you gandhi one day he decided i will wear only one cloth and I'll wear a cloth that I'll make with my own hand. He never changed it. You can disagree. You can say, why didn't he wear? He should have worn. You can even disagree with him. But the thing is, he never changed that. Once he said that I'm going to wear one cloth that I made by my own hand. Secondly, even in cold weather, he wore the same thing. So, uh, secondly, he said, I'm going to stand for peace. And he was, people used to throw things at him. People used to... is your definition of success everybody has his or her own definition of success for me success is to not carry any regrets from the past to be happy about the present and to be excited about the future that is success what inspires you to do everything that you do life inspires me life is beautiful the fact that we get to see the fact that we can hear the fact that we can live it's it's a miracle to get this opportunity of living you know a friend of mine said navin wish there was a miracle i said what can be a bigger miracle than life you know 
the fact that we are getting to live, why not be happy about it? So I am in love with life, and life inspires me all the time. I don't need anything in my anything, you know, additional to inspire me. Yes, guys, there could be no bigger miracle happening at this moment than being alive. Let's start cherishing the fact that we are alive at this moment, and we have got. tremendous amount of potential in us to make bigger thing happen in our life so nabeen which one daily habit do you believe has been game changer for you in your success journey a daily habit i uh, always wake up early in the morning and uh, i think that is the best part of my life i've never given it up ever since my third or fourth standard I get up at five o'clock. Sometimes I get up at four o'clock also, and uh, that gives me the energy, the freshness of the morning. People start. People are starting their day by eleven o'clock. I finish my work by eleven o'clock, so I have the entire day to enjoy more. You know, thank you. Which one book, according to you, is a must-read for everyone seeking to improve their life? One book would be again. It's like uh, one person, you know, selecting a person or a or a book. Uh, I personally think that should not be done. You should read a lot of books because uh, uh, you know what is our what is the process of learning. I ask students what is the process of learning. Is it that you read? Because what you are reading could be wrong. Somebody might have written wrong. Some facts might be wrong. Things might be wrong. So uh, it's not about reading a book. It's about questioning what you are reading. And in that case, there will be a lot of books, lot of writers, lot of authors, different. Always try to, if you are, uh, uh, if you believe in a certain philosophy, a certain way of life, always try to read books of the other person also, so that you get to because you like in history, we always read history from one side, not from the other side. That is that is the reason of all the hate in this world. If you read history from both sides, you will not have that biased opinions about each other. So always try to read the other side. Always try to read something that you don't agree with also. So that it adds to your. If you are reading only what you agree, what you agree with, it's really not uh, helping you in any way. So read a lot, question a lot. That that's what works. If you were to start this success journey all over again, what are those three things that you would have done differently? See, uh, I believe carrying regrets is the worst thing to happen. One should never carry regrets. Whatever has happened in the past. Some good things, some bad things, some right things, some wrong things. But that is what that is the reason I'm Naveen is Naveen today. If I would not have committed those mistakes, I would not be me. I would be a different person. I want to be me only. So even if I would have committed some mistakes, things wrong, right, whatever. If I am given a chance to live my life again, I will do everything the same way that I did. I will fall in love with the same girl, knowing well that I will not get her love. I'll run the same obstacle course, knowing well that I'll get injured again. I have no regrets about anything in my life. I will do everything exactly the same way that I have done in my past. I have no regrets at all in my life. I loved the way you look back at your life. Very few people look back at their life the way you do that. So here's the last question for you. Consider that this microphone is connected to ear of. Seven billion or seven and a half billion people, whatever the number is, people of this world, and they are listening to you right now. And you have got one minute to give your most important message to people out there. What would your message be? Uh, see, uh, a lot of people ask me this question: What is the purpose of life? Purpose of human life? So I say, purpose of human life can only be the way in which we are different from animals, because animals all of them are they are not required. If so, if you are asking me the purpose of humans specifically, it should be something which is different in them from animals. And uh, humans are different from animals in two ways. One is that uh, uh, we can do a Large amount of good for other people. We have the capability of doing a large amount of good. An animal cannot. One horse, what good will he do? You know, one donkey, what good will he do? But humans, one human can help thousands of people. 
so humans have the potential of helping other people. So we should help. That definitely should be one purpose of our life. Second purpose of our life is that it is only humans who don't leave their injured behind, their weak behind. We don't say, okay, if a weak is weak, leave behind. Uh, the mother of a wilder beast has just been born, a wilder beast calf. The mother leaves the path and goes if it does not walk with life. If it's not able to walk, if it is injured, the injured animals are left behind. But humans, if a human being is injured, we treat him, we take care of him. So we should take care of the weak amongst us. So basically the purpose of life of, for humans should be helping others and taking care of our weak. These are two things that can be the purpose of our life. That was very powerful, Nabeen. I'm so glad that you are here. Now we have come to an end of this talk. But before that, can you please share with my audience what is the best way to reach out to you or connect with you and learn more from you? The best way is my email ID, navingulia at gmail.com, N-A-V-I-N-G-U-L-I-A at gmail.com and my website, navingulia.info. Uh, fortunately, I'm not a very popular person, so I'm very available. <laughs> <laughs> so people can meet me anytime it's not very difficult to meet me <laughs> you are doing a lot of amazing things without making a lot of money thank you and I always say as a child I wanted to be a big man when I grew up I realized I wanted to be a small man <laughs> the game of my life so Naveen you could have sat down there complaining about the situation life has presented in front of you but you challenged the situation and moved forward to prove the world that only results matter at the end and everything else is a lie. And I thank you for showing us that we are much more capable than we really think. I'm glad that you took some time to inspire my audience by sharing your journey. Thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. Thank you. I appreciate that. There you have it guys. If you got some inspiration, if you learned something from this episode, make sure that you share it with your family and friends by visiting theinspiringtalk.com forward slash zero one. There are some tweetables on the show notes. Make sure you tweet them by visiting theinspiringtalk.com forward slash zero one. And don't forget to tag me at the red Vijay Speaks and Naveen Gulia at the red Naveen Gulia on Twitter. And finally... Guys, as Naveen said, if you want to win big in your life, you got to play big. You cannot win big by playing small. Take bigger risks and bolder actions than ever and don't get stuck in your life. Keep on moving forward. I'll catch you in the next. Thank you for listening. And now, go out there and create something inspiring.